0: And with that Narcissistic Central show today which is always a really, really popular show because there's so many people out there that are dealing with narcissistic abuse and really trying to find their way through the quagmire of all of the confusion and the pain and really get clear and get their power back. So it's always a pleasure to do these shows with Nancy and to come on and I'll be introducing Nancy in a minute. But first of all, I'm just going to announce this show and what it's about so welcome to all of the listeners and please do remember that you can always save this show as a favorite so that, you know, when something's coming up, you can have a look at the title and you'll get uh, you'll get notification of that. You can see whether the show is for you. And also, these shows are a really, really good resource that you can always go back and listen to. They're archived. You can either find them on um, the Snap Out of It uh, website, which I'm a part of, or you can find it on my website underneath the radio link and go through all of the list of the shows there and you can download them to consider your computer or put them onto your iPod or your MP3 player and you've got it portable and you can listen to the shows anytime you need a pick-me-up, you need some healing or you need to get clear again. It's really good to go back over the resources when you need to do that, especially when you're working through healing, codependency, getting away from narcissistic abuse and getting empowered. Very, very important. So for today's show, chat room is actually blocked and I don't know why I can't get in there. You may be able to get in from your area. It doesn't want to connect. So I'll keep trying as the show goes through. So also, too, if you've got a question for Nancy or I, you can call in on the U.S. number, which is 213-325-3434. And if you're dialing in from Australia, you just need to dial 00111 before that. So I'm going to bring in Nancy, and actually I'm going to do that, then I'm going to talk about the show. So, hi Nancy, thank you for coming on again.
1: Oh, Hi Mel, and hello to all the listeners. It's good to be here again for another show.
0: Yeah, it
1: comes around so quickly,
0: doesn't it, this once a month thing? It does.
1: I actually had to, uh, yeah, check this morning to make sure I had the right week because <laughs> it seems to come up too fast.
0: <laughs> I know. Seems yeah. like about two weeks or one and a half weeks. It just, uh, you know, it just comes on so, so quickly. But uh, we had a great show last time and as you and I were both saying, and it's very, very true, a lot of people listen to the narcissist, why the narcissist is attracted to the empath. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah. Cool well, show. I think it. Yeah, I think I think it's actually quite a, a big issue actually out there because um, it seems to be you know a lot of it's the same type of women or people that seem to end up in relationships with narcissists. So it, it was it was a really good point to sort of explore. I think.
0: Yeah, very much. And I think it actually really fits in with today's show as well. So, you know, for anybody that's a new-time listener that's listening to this show or picking up this show, make sure you do go back to last month's show because it actually really got circulated very, very widely through the web and uh, ended up on, um, yeah, quite a few of the narcissistic abuse channels, and which is great. It's great that we're really getting the awareness out there. And, uh, you know, we really love doing that. It's very, very important. So in this show, Nance, you and I are going to be discussing the phenomenon of narcissistic projection, which is the reason why when you're with a narcissist, you start to behave like a narcissist. Wow, it's huge. So during the experience of narcissistic abuse, you may discover the meaning of the term narcissist yourself. And then when you're looking at the checklist, you may have some grey fears about whether or not you are in fact narcissistic as well. And also too, I think one of the big mistakes that we can make is when we put that list in front of a narcissist, you're know, hoping that he's going to go, oh my goodness, I'm narcissistic and get some help. The the normal thing is that he's going to turn around and go, well, you know what, you're this, you're that, you're the other and uh, we can believe we're at fault a lot and we may really, really worry that we're narcissistic. I know I did at certain stages. Okay, so this show is going to assist you in the clarification of why when you look in the mirror, you may be disgusted by the person that you've become and what you can do in order to claim back the person that you really are. Yeah, so I think this is a really big topic. I know I get a lot of inquiries from people and even when they start the healing processes like the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program or they're doing quantum freedom healing with me, this can be one of the stages that definitely comes up. is, well, maybe it was me. Maybe I'm narcissistic too, you know, etc. Nancy, did you go through stages with yourself or maybe you're just nicer than me? But did you go through
1: those okay stages <laughs> when you thought? <laughs> most you definitely. I happening? mean, I yes, yes, most definitely. And um, really, before I'd even even looked up or even cottoned on to what narcissism, narcissism was, there was an argument with him one day that I have that he actually turned around and says to me. Um, and it was it was all now in retrospect it was all pure projection but at the time because he turned around and he said you don't handle your life very well do you it's all about yourself you're only ever worried about yourself and he said you're a narcissist and I looked at wow. and I, I, I and the first thing I felt was fear I thought oh my god maybe that's what's wrong with me because you know my head was starting to spin out as it does in a narcissistic relationship And um, I went to the computer and I actually looked it up and I was terrified of what I was going to find. And I typed in narcissism and I started started going through the checklist and I could see some of the things that I was doing. And I was going, oh my God. But the, the good thing about this particular page I found, it also had codependency on it and I started to read that and I went, oh my God, that's him and that's me. And then I immediately rejected it. And I just said to myself, no, nah, I'm just being over-emotional, over-paranoid. It can't be this, da-da-da-da, and rejected it outright. And I never went back yeah. to it for about, I don't know, three months or something. But at the beginning there, I thought, yeah, it was possible. And later on, when it was mentioned, narcissism was mentioned again, he denied ever knowing what it meant or ever having said it. But that was the first place yeah. I heard it was out, actually out of his mouth. Yes. Wow.
0: I know a lot of people have had mm. that. I've actually mm. had some people come forward, you know, for clarification, healing, and they've actually been convinced by the narcissist that they are narcissists, and that is the first well, time have right. heard it. And then mm. they've come forward, and then, you know, it doesn't actually take long for me to work out where they lie on which side of the fence. But that's yeah, a really yeah, yeah. important point. Yeah, yeah, there's some really specific things that make it really easy that, you know, when you understand the dynamics, and obviously Mm -hmm. that's what I do every day, so I can really pinpoint what is and what isn't. But there's that fine line and there's that defining thing. And for people that are listening in, look, especially women have got a real problem where we take on far too much blame. We take on far too much responsibility. It's part of being a woman. And men can do it too, and I know that people listening to this show and they go, you're always banging on about women, what about men? Now, I just (laughs) want to get it straight again. Absolutely, this does happen to men. The thing is, really, on the general sense and on the worldwide scale sense, there is prolifically a lot more serious damage that happens to women in narcissistic relationships. And this is not to say that men can't get battered, stripped suicide or lose their lives but absolutely they can but it happens to women on a much greater scale and that's why we're very very proactive about women in this but as women what we do is we tend to take on a lot of responsibility we're the fixers. we are absolutely the fixers, and we feel at fault and we feel at blame and this comes from all our ancient DNA where I've got to be perfect I've got to write I've got to hand my power over in order to survive because I really can't survive in my own autonomy. So we're very, very set up to be like that. But what happens with a narcissist, male or female, and of course this happens in gay relationships with women as well, that they can get very, very battered with a narcissist. But what happens, what the narcissist does, is if you can imagine that the narcissist is this tortured inner self that is clearly out of alignment very very out of alignment very much in false self and false self is deranged it's damaged it's not healthy it's full of inner toxicity and it's it's this inner self-hatred self-rage self-pain now the narcissist is so dissociative so split that he's actually he can't acknowledge or own or be accountable that he is that because the game's over and that's just complete false self-annihilation. So the narcissist on an inner level is split. He has to make out that he's something else. So he's playing this illusionary reality that I'm fantastic, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a god, I'm incredible, I'm, you know. So what he's got to do is that damaged tortured in self he's got to project it at somebody else and make it their fault in order to emotionally survive so that's totally specific what happens is the narcissist and actually anybody in ego can play this when they're having a very egoic disconnected moment is they can actually blame you for what they're doing so this is why he says to you you're self-absorbed it's all about you So where you're standing, you feel like you're just fighting for normal rights, human, basic, safety, rights, honesty, integrity. And we covered that in the empathy thing because we can feel very righteous about that and that can get us into a lot of trouble. But while we're fighting for that, we just think and believe that we're just trying to do the right thing and the narcissist can stand there and go, look at you. You know, I used to hear exactly. things like, it's all about what Melanie wants. It's all about the Melanie show. It's all about Melanie doesn't like mm-hmm. to hear. <laughs> Do you
1: remember that stuff? Did you forget yes, that? Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes, Oh, uh, Nancy just wants accolades. That's what I used to yes. get. You just want accolades for what you do. And I went, well, not, well what, what do I want accolades for? Oh, look at you. It's all about you. And it was sort of like just because you'd mentioned something that you'd achieved... And it was sort of like you, yes. you were never allowed to mention it again, sort of thing. Because if it ever came up in conversation, why do you always bring that up about how good you are? And it's sort of like, well, no, it's just uh, you know, it's not what you're feeling that you're doing, but that's how they 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 kind of see what you're doing is you're trying to compare themselves to you yourself to them. And that's as far right. as they concern, you, that you, yeah, that as far as they're concerned, the that is not them, allowed.
0: That's Mm. right, and they're projecting because, you know, that disjointed false self is wrong. It's out of alignment, and anything out of alignment, it's like the working components in a car. If they're out of alignment, they're not working. They're, They're messy. They're broken. They're not... So, you know, they're feeling this messy, broken stuff that's out of alignment, and they've got to blame somebody else for it, and I've got to make it you because if I make it you, well, then I can preserve my false self. So there's a huge mirror going on and the narcissist is going to line you up and really tell you everything that they are themselves but it's very very confusing and there's a part of you that split. there's a part of you that knows that what you're asking for is really basic normal stuff just to be safe, just to be told the truth not to live in this state of flux and anxiety constantly so that part of you knows that but the other part of you Because it is so manic and deranged and it shouldn't be that hard and it's crazy and because it is unbelievable what the narcissist is doing. So you start to think, is this me? Is this me doing this? Is this, you know, all those sorts of things.
1: And that's right. Because you're so confused about what the hell is going on, you think, well, it must be me because I'm not getting it. I can't work this out. So is there something that I'm missing here? And uh, especially with projection, I mean, it's 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 sort of like, um, like because, like like you say, they can't own their own. Like with a narcissist, they always perceive that everything is a criticism. It doesn't matter. You could do something loving towards them, and they they perceive that you're doing it for some, you know, malignant sort of reason behind it and they perceive yes. everything as a criticism and so because as soon as I think as soon as they, they, they feel that there might be some pain involved they've got to throw it out and of course it's going to land straight on on the person that's, that's the closest to them which is you and um,
0: that's fine. That's
1: fine. but in the other other respect there's also another thing that goes on they'll let you take all your good qualities and, and, and apply them to themselves so it's kind of a big yes. swap that sort of occurs. You you have to wear, you have to carry all basically all their burdens, and they'll take all the good qualities and keep them for themselves. So it becomes very confusing where you actually start to believe because you've been told often enough that you actually start to believe that you are this bad version of yes. them. Yes, and then the so. outside world
0: reinforces that too because when people you know come around or in your environment. The narcissist can very easily slip into street angel home devil. So the street angel yes, comes yes. out, and then you're in the background, you know, feeling like this demented, who knows, codependent narcissistic mess. And, you know, you don't have the capacity to flick a switch and be a consummated actor like a narcissist does. It, it, so it, people actually start to, 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 to see say, yeah. you as the problem.
1: Yep. Because you're always stressed, you're always um worried, you're always freaking out about something and and you and you do because you ha like you say, you haven't got the ability to just turn it on and off like the narcissist can. And I mean, I, I even remember and this goes back to a, a relationship I had when I was very young actually, and he was uh he was probably the most malignant one that I've ever come across. And um you know, he was just savage. But he could be screaming at me in all the worst abuse you ever saw like full on he'd go for hours he wouldn't stop he'd just keep going I'd just sit there and just look at him and not, not even react in the end because I just you know there was, was no point someone could knock on the door and it, it was just completely gone, and he'd be sitting there, and he'd be the most loving husband, and hell, and it would be one of his family members or something, and it would be like, "Oh, Nancy, you're so lucky to have such a nice guy," you know, da 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 da, and I'd be sitting there going, Oh, yeah, whatever." And but it was just yeah. that that, um, that switch that was just it was always left you stunned. How could, how can they just go from being a raging idiot to Mr. Super Nice Guy in a split second? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just—it's incredible. It's
0: an incredible phenomena, and it's just one of those, you know, abilities that narcissists have. And then the thing is, you feel so incredibly toxic because when you have an integrity and you're, you know, a codependent or an empath or, you know, a, a nice person, you hate playing charades and games and lies. So you're sitting there, feaving or demented about this <laughs> charade that's a total lie and then people pick up on mm. your toxic energy
1: and think you're toxic, mm-hmm.
0: and isn't he lovely?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah I Why can't you appreciate fun. how nice he is? Yeah, what are you upset about? Yeah, ungrateful right. woman. That's right. Yes. That's right. So.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we've all been through that, but people listening in are really, really going to get that. I think it's very, very important to understand codependency and narcissism. We go on about this a lot, so that you can really, really understand the the truth is, is that when you are codependent and and what that means is that something outside of you has become a source to you and you've lost the ability to be a source to yourself and look after yourself and create your own reality. That's really what codependency is. So when you're in a situation with a narcissist, all of that gets accentuated and heightened to the point where you're breaking down. You're really, really breaking down. Now what will happen is you're trying to get needs met. You're trying to get them met. And simply asking for them is not working. Your boundaries have been disintegrated so you can't hold boundaries. You can't take a stand with the narcissist where you'll say, well look, you're abusive, I'm in this bedroom, you're in that bedroom and until you act like a healthy individual, I'm, I'm going to stay in that bedroom and I'm going to get on with my life and I'm going to feel okay because you're either going to step up into my reality or you're going to get out. Now, when you're with a narcissist, being in the proximity with a narcissist, you don't have an ability to do that. You are already so broken, you believe this person is your, God is your source of god knows what that you've been disconnected from your source to yourself and the world and the outside world and your own energy and ability you that's completely broken so this person's just going to run rings around you they're going to crush through any boundary they're going to rip it down and the process continues now what you're going to do in that state you're going to start acting like a crazy person and you may even get, you know, your body is going into massive depression breakdown. So in that place, you may get some sort of hitter of trying to get your power back, which could be vengeance. It could be, I want to expose him or her. I want, to, I want to pay back. I want to play tit for tat. You have hurt me so much. I'm going to try and take my power back. I'm going to get you. I'm going to play your own game. And I really do believe that people with high integrity have started doing this because basically they are feeling like, what other option do I have to survive?
1: I've mm-hmm. run out
0: mm-hmm. as tactics of integrity. I'm going to have to start playing the narcissist game. Now, I don't know one person where that's actually worked or helped or done anything positive, because we've talked about this before, the narcissist hasn't, has no boundaries and no conscience. So And eventually you're going to come to a point where you can't step over certain lines and you can't do certain things because you have got integrity. You'll go so far, but what will also happen is when you start playing narcissistic behavior back, which is nasty behavior, and you're just trying to survive, Then all the narcissist has got to do is to pull the rug out from underneath your feet. He'll go, look, this is the proof. You
1: are that. You're a piece of dirt. That's right.
0: You have no integrity. You're a
1: liar. And and with a narcissist, I mean, when they actually decide that they're coming after you, like you know, obviously they, they, they pop into their little rage or whatever... The the more that um, you actually hold a boundary, the worse they get until they break it. And they will keep going until they break it. And then once they do and you start reacting to them, like, it, you know, you start chucking your own tantrum or throwing things at them or whatever you do, they look at you and they just get that smug expression on their fa- face and say, see, you're just as bad as I am. And it, yep. it, it, they've got you every time. Yes. So, and that you. Yeah. The
0: whole game for us, Has been, I love this person, I feel responsible for them, I'm going to, and they've been telling you for a long, long time that they don't trust you, that, you know, they uh, distrust you with infidelity, they distrust you with financial things, they distrust you with um, family, they distrust you in so many areas of your life. And really, what they're just doing is projecting the way they operate. Absolutely. So you've been trying everything and anything to create integrity. I've got to make this person believe I'm a good person and that they can trust me and that I love them. So that throttles your soul when you do start acting narcissistically because when you're with a crazy person, you start acting crazy. It's just you have to do it to survive. And then they say, well, you know, you're a piece of dirt, you never were the real deal, you never loved me and you're a liar and you're a creep, you know. And Mm -hmm. then your whole Mm -hmm. game is
1: shattered.
0: You think, oh, my God, well, there's nothing left here because I can't even get this person to believe in me. So all of that is just awful. It's just an awful, awful process. And the guilt that you have with that, and I've seen so many people that have, and it's really interesting because it plays into the narcissist's hand because, you know, he'll do that and accuse you of that, And then what you'll do is because of your guilt and trying to win integrity, you'll actually start handing over masses of resources. Well, you know, I I know I was so wrong. Forget what he he did or she did. I know I'm so (laughs) wrong. I'm actually going to put this in your name. I'm going to prove to you that I'm real and I love you and I'm committed.
1: And you're going (laughs) to hand over
0: more and more resources to make up for your misdemeanor. And the narcissist yeah. would sit back and go, Isn't this fantastic?
1: I just really don't Even talking about all that, I had an epiphany moment even before I actually felt like I'd sort of done a little bit of research on narcissism, but I, I was still in a relationship and I didn't really um, understand it fully. And uh, this is obviously before I got help. And I, say, I said to him one day, I said. Um, I think and you know this is just so common with with codependents. I I said to him, I think I'm a better person than you think I am. And he just gave me this smug little smile and all of a sudden it hit me. I sort of thought he knows. He knows I'm a better person. That's yeah. why he's here. Yeah. But, but um yeah. it, his whole idea was to never let me know that. That's so right. and you know yeah.
0: we we've got this such an attachment to what the narcissist thinks of us and this but is right. where when you when you understand narcissistic abuse and you understand narcissism and you can get to accept it you actually know that that's not even on their radar they actually don't you know of course they know you're an overfunctioning codependent which means you're always trying to do the right thing you're going to prove yourself you're going to hang in there you're going to keep handing over stuff and energy and narcissistic supply they know all of that but they really don't care whether or not you're a good person. What they care about is not they don't care. They don't care. care. And they actually don't care what you think about them because that's the outrageous thing, isn't it? They will do the most outrageous behavior. And us as humans, because they're not human, you've got to understand that, not humanity as we know. So us as humans, like, we look at that and we go, my God, how could you stand me... To think like that about you, like you've just done the most outrageous, malicious behaviour and I'm standing here viewing it, you must know I think you're a piece of dirt. How can you stand me thinking that? They don't care. That's not even important. Huh. They don't care how much of a creep you think they are. They only care about the attention, the supply and being able to dump the inner torment itself. That's that's their only things that drive them. So it's like it's fascinating, yep. you know. When you understand that, and when you can accept that, it's, yes, uh, it yep. just makes this, this enormous difference. Enormous difference, because you know you're not playing a game with somebody that you know and, you understand. not really, you know, from human level,
1: I was just I was just reading an article recently because it's the not care factor, and the, and it was actually about um, trying to create artificial intelligence and in this article it was talking about robots and robots are fine until they they try to put emotions into robots and then they reckon that people that intera- interact with them as soon as they see these these emotions that aren't quite right they actually get freaked out by them and it's actually exactly the same things that happen with a with a narcissist because it's a, it's kind it's an artificial emotional display and it's not quite right yeah. and you get the same feeling and that's that's what they say. The best the best form of artificial intelligence we have got is narcissism.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because it is like a machine that has a need mm. to displace that inner tormented self and to get narcissistic supply to feel omnipotent. It, it's a it's a machine that doesn't run off normal human emotions. Hey, we've got a caller in, so I'm just gonna pick up the caller and see if we can answer any questions. Hello, caller, can you hear me? Hello? Yes I can. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? What's your name? Oh great. Hi, this is uh this is Camille. I actually just called to listen in. I haven't heard uh more than thirty seconds of the program. Oh, well, Camille, yes, yes. Well, you, you've actually called in, so you can actually listen without calling in. Now, did you want yeah, to just I... listen in, or have you got any questions? Oh, no questions, no questions. Thank you. Okay, lovely. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, yeah. So when you're looking at that list of and you can find many lists on the internet, you know, have a look at my list that I have on my website, narcissism understood and behaviors narcissistic behaviors that'll give you a really good checklist of narcissistic behaviors. Now, being with a narcissist, absolutely you're going to check some of those off. You're going to go, "Oh my goodness, I've been doing that. I've been doing that. I've been doing that." You really, really are. Now, What's important to understand is the defining quality between a narcissist and a codependent and even a really damaged, shattered, broken codependent. Now, you as a shattered, broken, emptied out codependent, you are going to be acting narcissistically. There's no doubt about it. But what you've got to understand is if you look at your life and you say to yourself, do I have empathy? Do I care about other people? Or am I really just this self-entitled machine walking through life using other people for my own betterment? And am I doing it maliciously? Now, all codependents can get stuck in the patterns of giving to get. However, now a narcissist does that too, but a narcissist, a true narcissist, in the back of their mind has got that real agenda based malicious glee what can I get what can I take and I really don't care about you at all whereas a codependent is going to care is going to have compassion is going to be interested in you know things that go on in the world they're going to see something on tv and they're gonna, their heart's going to go out to it okay whereas a narcissist doesn't and I can assure you of that You know, I've viewed it, I've heard it from so many people that have been with narcissists. I actually had a client this morning and she was telling me about a previous narcissist in her life that, you know, when somebody had a tragic fatality that she knew and he was just cold and couldn't care less. Now, that's not Hmm. a codependent. A codependent goes, oh, that's awful and they want to know the details. They might say, well, you know, well, did he have a wife and kids? And Now, a narcissist can fake that stuff you know, to make out he's a nice guy. But when Mm. you're actually with a narcissist for a period of time, really they don't care about, you know, when they've already hooked you, they don't need to play that game anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't have to be the nice Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're going to see more of the real person come out. I remember with my ex-narcissist, I remember once we were bowling and, this guy dislocated his fingers and they were like out of this kooky angle and he was screaming and you know and I'm a bit like I'm a bit like oh like I can nearly throw up at those things I'm really I could never be a nurse or a surgeon I'm, I'm not good you know my heart was going out to him but yeah. I knew if I went over there and tried to crack him in I'd probably throw up all over him so and I said to my partner my ex not nah, help him because I know he, he was very resourceful and capable And he just looked at me like I was an alien. And he goes, well, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and that was before I understood narcissism, but that really shocked me. So if you've got empathy and compassion, you're not a narcissist. You're not. And, you know, also, too, I really don't believe, I really, really don't believe that two narcissists get together. I don't. I think if you stack them on an island together with no other codependents or highly over-functioning empaths to grab hold of yeah well they'd have to have a crack at it but i really don't i know a lot of people do believe that and what i really think has gone on is the narcissist has turned the other person into a deranged lunatic and then they're acting Mm. and behaving like a narcissist and also too like you know your ex-narcissist might have got with you know, a new partner, and you think she's a narcissist, but what he has done is twisted and turned her mind into thinking that you are an evil witch. So she's starting to behave like you're the enemy, you're the problem, you're not to be trusted. So she's being a bitch, but it's because he's twisted her against you. I don't believe narcissists go with
1: narcissists. I so don't. And, and certainly a narcissist does not move on on from you to another narcissist. They certainly don't. It, and I mean, you know, in, especially with the other woman. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a big issue. But the other woman, I mean, in the beginning, she's believing all the same stuff that you once believed. So she's going to act like, oh, and you know, he's 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 twisting everything. Obviously, that what happened between him and his ex. That you at, at first, the other woman is going to believe. I mean, he's such a nice guy. Why would she behave like this? So right. it's just, right. just the same cycle goes over and over again. That's right, that's right. So it's really important
0: to you, and also too, let's say, you know, well, yeah, well, you know, if you're going to be really honest with it and you've got to understand that even if you were deranged and a lunatic and a mess, which you, you are going to be, okay? Now, if you've got somebody in your space acting with that malicious narcissistic behavior you know you've got healing and work to do on yourself you really really do but if he's acting narcissistically and if you're honest with yourself stop taking all that responsibility you need to for your codependency and your own self-empowerment absolutely and touch yourself some slack of course you're going to act like a deranged lunatic when you're living with that so stop beating yourself up and quite frankly, no matter even if when you were uh, working beautifully with integrity or trying to appeal with love, that didn't work either. Nothing was going to work. So, where else were you going to go? Seriously. But when you look at him or her as a narcissist in your life, if that person had emotional intelligence and you were really the problem, they'd lay like boundaries mm. with you. They would say, honey, you know, I love you, but I really can't cope with your behavior. This is my wine in the sand. This is what I need in a relationship, you know, and I would love to support you, but you need to go and get help, and please do that. And look, we'll see how it goes. Now, the narcissist can play that game with you. You know, at times, he can be, look, you've really got problems, and he'll look you in the eyes, and please go and get help. You know, mine was, go get help for your anger issues. Is it any frigging wonder I was yeah. angry when you're being lied to a 100 times yeah. a day? You know? <laughs> but, you know, and I <laughs> bought it for a while. I bought it. Yeah, but in am- and, and
1: one of the... Yeah. K- sorry, keep going. But huh? in
0: amongst that, you know, like they're doing that and it seems really calm and rational and this and that. But when you understand narcissism, then you know there is still the abuse, there is still still the accusations and you would all know that you are standing there going if i am really that bad a person and that horrible why are you with me that's mm. what you end up saying to the nurse. Hey, haven't we, we always said that me?
1: yes yeah i always used to say that why are you with me then? <laughs> yeah,
0: if you really believe yeah. i am that much of a piece of dirt why are you with me and you know what the answer to that is the, if that was a normal person, of course if they believed that, they wouldn't want to be with you. They'd say, look, you need mm-hmm. to step up or I'm going to step out. I don't want to live like this. If they really believed that, they wouldn't. Now, the narcissist, I had a client ask me this to yesterday. today. I got on the phone and he's dealing with a very narcissistic person in his life and it's just a mess. And there's a lot of people involved. It's just awful. And he's like, well, you know, why does he want to hate everybody and still hang around? why doesn't he just move on and I'm like because he's a narcissist Narcissists thrive off demeaning people jumping their tortured inner self on them projection they thrive off it they need it to survive so a narcissist does not want to label you as horrible and horrific and leave your life and get something better he doesn't want that he wants what he's doing that's the perfect relationship to him, which is really frightening to us and very hard to accept until you do. Narcissists do not want to be happy and have harmonious, wonderful partners. So as partners, we've always got this thing going, well, I'm not good enough. Maybe if I could do this or maybe I could, maybe I could make him happy. He never wanted to be happy. He wanted to hook you. He wanted to get you involved with him. He wanted to mine your resources and he wanted to dump his torch itself. And that's the perfect relationship to a a narcissist because it makes him feel very, very important that he can do that. So no matter how deranged or ridiculous your behavior, you know, I heard of one woman that actually (laughs) scrubbed the toilet with
1: his toothbrush (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I find it funny. Oh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> but yes, and yeah, I, don't blame you, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you certainly get to some stages because I, I mean, even when it was like I was saying about my first relationship, I, I remember you know he used to say things and and that that were just absolutely shocking, but. I started to take some of this stuff on board, and I don't remember one day I stood there and I thought, I don't think like that. I don't believe that sort of stuff. What am I doing? And I sort of understood it was, I was, you know, that brainwashing thing. I, am, I, I don't think like that. And it was, yeah, it was sort of a wake-up call, as if you're taking on what this person believes, and it's awful. And one example was young girls, you know, walking around in, in you know, skimpy sort of clothes she's asking to be raped and I used to say to him who asked to be raped who asked for that oh well as they walk around like that they're asking for it and I actually remember that like after a couple of years I was starting to think like that and then I thought no you don't think like that nobody ever deserves that but, I mean you know they, all the all these girls are trying to do is they think they're looking attractive to males but it doesn't mean that they're asking please come and rape me and I and it was just a thought, and I mean, this is 20 years ago, but it was just a thought that crossed my mind, and I thought, no, I don't believe that. But I, yeah. I could see where I was starting to take it on, and it really shocked me. Yeah.
0: But yeah,
1: that's absolutely. What the it yeah. And that's
0: a projection. You know, that's a narcissist in his mind, and ego is about yeah. power, and it's about entitlement. So, you
1: know, mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. inner,
0: egoic, base, root shark, uh, chakra urge is very unevolved uh, you know well I feel like grabbing her and giving her one
1: yeah. You know yes. so that's the exactly.
0: of his stuff whereas an evolved man you know might look at that and he'd go well okay," I can, you, know, you know and I know for example Dale would look at it like this you know he'd be like more or less it'd be about you know she's a really attractive girl it's a little bit sad that she's got to do that because unfortunately she's going to attract the wrong guys you know, and, and right. it'd be nice yes. if she felt lovable for herself rather than, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, you know, really skimpy avert.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that can be very,
0: you know, sexy, classical, natural. There can be lots of really beautiful looks that are sexy. That's right. But, it, yeah, yeah. You know, like with everything, there's really the sort of fine lines and where you sit with it that it's really about mm. being happy and being lovable for who you are is, I and mean, then you can add on to that. Yeah, which the narcissist clearly isn't. You know, they they don't have that stuff going on. There's just this massive, yeah, tormented false self that.
1: And that's you know, what I was that, that's it. what I was going to say earlier when when you were talking about uh, like the the classic thing for a narcissist to you you you're angry all the time. And you need help. But one of the things which is a classic key to identifying this thing is the only thing they ever accuse you of is being angry like no other emotion and in in the end you know this is what happened to me and i thought why are you only focusing on my anger what about hurt and betrayal and all those sorts of things and they never consider those emotions because they don't feel them themselves in in a sense that all of theirs is projected so yeah, right. they you know, and, and when they see emotion in you they'll recognise anger anger as if, oh, you know, you're upset about something, you're immediately angry. And you sort of think, Well, anger is not the only thing that's going on here. And uh I found that really, really interesting is is is, is and there was actually more than one person at this stage and I actually said to them, Is anger the only thing that you people ever focus on or see? Yeah. Isn't there anything else here? And and that was actually the truth. It was the only thing they focused on
0: yeah that's it so that's it and it, it's really the only, cause it you know and it really is the only thing that they under, you know it's that inner rage that they've got yes or that super narcissistic supply when the ego's getting a feed, mm, and everything's gravitating between one or the other.
1: And that's right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that grandiose or all, all rage, and it's sort of there's there's like there's nothing in between. Yeah. Well, there's certainly
0: no peace in between. There's no, you know, which is why a lot of narcissists, you know, have to self-medicate, or you know, if they're on their own and they can't get narcissistic supply, they've got to smoke dope, or they've got to drink, or they've got to be on Ds or they've yeah, yeah, because if supply's not forthcoming. It's,
1: peace with is impossible. Well, they don't have. I know. It. I mean, boredom to them is like death. Like, if there's oh, well, we've got to be, we've got to go somewhere, got to see somebody, got to do something because the whole idea of having nothing there feeding them is 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 like non-existent to them. I think, and it's all it always amazes me because I'm one of these people. I'm, I never get bored, but I, I just have so much stuff going on in my head or something. But I'm always doing something. I don't need people around me very much yeah. and um, you know you yeah. do you do occasionally but I just it's just not a big need of mine and I couldn't you know with the narcissist it's always it always had to be something so it's, that supply had to be coming from somewhere and uh, yeah. yeah it's just insatiable.
0: Yeah it is it is and you know in it, it, when you're in recovery and you're getting healthy you can find that inner peace and you can be and you can and you don't need things and people outside you to give you yourself, which is also a part of codependency. And we've talked about that a lot. That the models of codependency and narcissism are all about empty, um, inner emptiness. But the narcissist mm. actually has got the neuro pathways to get a connection to source and themselves and fill themselves up, whereas the narcissist doesn't. And that's that that perpetual self-living hell that the narcissist is always in. And that's why when you really understand and get and accept and accept what narcissism is, you certainly uh, don't buy into the glamour of this incredible life they've got there. They've moved on. They've hardly missed a beat They're doing parties, they're going here, there, they're flying overseas, they're doing all the stuff that you thought was your glamour life with them and they haven't, you know, and all of that's been ripped away and this is about our egos, coming back to true self and healing the illusion of the glamour and accepting what it really is that if you're sitting in your house having a peanut butter sandwich and you're an authentic person, you are more connected to true source and bliss than somebody in Acapulco, you know, spending yeah, exactly. a ton of money, living through a false self. There's no comparison.
1: And and you know they appear to go out there and be living it up, but they 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 they're, they're hungry and they're still searching. And and I suppose you know in that, you know in those darkest days when when you're with, you're with the last stages of your narcissistic relationship, you know the the utter mess that you're in. That's probably the closest you'll ever get to understanding what's what, what's going on inside a narcissist because that's a permanent state of being for them, and they have to put on a false self to cover that up the whole time. And yeah, uh, cool. yeah, it yeah, is horrible. Would be, it would be a thing. It'd be horrible. It's a dark, horrible, horrible world that they live in. So to actually sit back and go, oh, he's he just moves on and he doesn't care. Yes, it's right. He doesn't care, but he doesn't. That's right, he doesn't. doesn't. He can't. But he, because he can't, he doesn't have the ability to care. So you know, the whole idea that oh, he gets off scot-free. No, he actually has to live the rest of his life in that tortured shell of a body. And um, yeah, they're, they're, that, that's no win. He's not. They're not having a win. They're. they're um, it's just something. I suppose that the best we could do is pity it
0: yeah and yeah it. and and just understand it for what it is and you can't pull them yeah. out of it and you can't save them from it because as soon as you do you're the fly in the web that's getting wrapped up for the next meal mm-hmm. so it's never about that you know it's never about that and that's just their evolution. that's their journey that's the, that's just where they're at it's just one of those phenomena, you know that's on the planet about duality you've got source and you've got complete disconnection from source and and that's what the narcissist is, but yeah, and I don't ever pity them because it is like a manic drug addict that has to get their next hit of narcissistic supply come hell or high water, and they will and they sold their soul long ago to get it. you know, if you can imagine mm. being a drug addict and you know selling your grandmother's antiques or you know doing the most horrific stuff to get your next whack. That's what a narcissist lives like every single day of their life. And the inner torment is this black pit of self-shame and hatred that is just so disgusting. You would never, ever, ever want to be like that. And they sold their soul long ago. There's no going back, you know. So,
1: mm, But not. you can't
0: lose what you never had and that's part of the acceptance too and it's something you have to get past and it's something you have to heal and something you have to accept because the illusion is I lost the grandest love of my life but the acceptance that's has right. to come back too. You know, they actually never did love me and that's not personal. It's not because I'm unlovable. It's because I never had the resources and they were playing that's this right. thing out with me which was about my healing to coming back to loving myself. And that's Mm. a gift. Yeah, yeah. So it is about getting out of that codependency. But, you know, to reiterate, you know, what we've been on about with this show, really, really important to cut yourself some slack, to stop taking... You know, I think unconsciously we start taking all of this responsibility because we think, oh, good, now it's going to work. Now it's going to come good. I know I did that. When I thought, all right, well, I know, and I went on anti-depression, depressions, and you know, and I was doing work for my anger issues, and I was doing my healing, and really, I was still being very codependent. I'm like, well, you know, if I take all the responsibility and I heal myself, I'm going to be able to save this relationship.
1: Yeah, I did the same thing too, and I dug a deeper hole for myself. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I was was doing all that as well. Yeah, Mm. we do, we do, because. And that's
0: the other thing about narcissism. You know, they're like jackals. They'll circle and when you're vulnerable or when you're open, they pounce and they bite another piece of flesh out. Just what they do.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. So if you take all that responsibility and it's all you and you're just going to do all the work on it and it's all my stuff, well, you're just making yourself vulnerable prey and you're really giving up your boundaries Because your boundaries, your true boundaries are what is my truth, I'm aligned with it and I can choose what is that truth and I no longer choose to participate with what isn't.
1: That's a boundary. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, you know, you get get to the stage even if you do some work on yourself and you think, okay, now I'm sort of, you do get, you know, you have your moments there where you feel like you're in a bit of a better place, you've worked on yourself a bit and you think, I haven't got as many issues as as it sort of appeared i i did but as soon as i mean as soon as you start trying to lay those boundaries and i remember even, even with mine it was actually the one last time he did walk out on me is uh he just started having to go at me over certain things and everything he said i just turned it over and said no this is what you're really saying you're just trying to shut me down you don't want to talk about this and so everything and he just got angrier and angrier until he walked out but it was all over Basically nothing, and you know you end up with a tunnel vision oh, I'm going to focus on this particular sentence, and that's it you're not going to do it yeah. but I, but as i as i watched when as he did it instead of me getting angry over it i i just i just stepped aside and said no that's that's not why why you're saying that you're just trying to dodge this or that or something, and he ended up you know in a rage and walked out, and never spoke to me. You know, months went by, and I just sort of thought, well. Exactly.
0: When, when it happened, I, I
1: knew. Well. Ex- knew exactly what he was doing, and because I knew, I thought this is narcissism. Everything he's doing here is narcissistic. And because I, um, I just, I just stood my ground. That was it. It was, it was immediate abandonment, because he couldn't exactly. push my boundaries over. Exactly. Perfect point. Perfect, perfect point. So, and I remember
0: the when. I remember when, the same thing. I, like when I did work on myself and I was getting some sort of understanding about boundaries, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do boundary, 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 boundary. I'm going to retain my calm, my composure, my center.
1: Exactly. You know, and yes. I'll work
0: really, really hard on it. And, exact, <laughs> and he'd try and go under, around, through, you know, yep. the boundary, try to get me to pull it down. And you know, I'd just watch these things going on. And then when he couldn't, exactly abandon, abandonment and discard. Okay, I'm going to leave. You're this, you're that, bye.
1: And then the phones go off. Yes, yes, yes. And then you know what the narcissist does?
0: And you ladies need to hear this at home. When he's done that and can't get through your boundary, and it's like, okay, well, I can't be a narcissist here and I can't feed false self and I can't get you out of balance, you know what he's going to do? Walk out the door and go to the next source of supply to get what he needs. Mm-hmm. If he can't get it from you, he's going to get it from somewhere else.
1: So you can't. And that's what, uh, have, you can't think, "Oh, he abandoned me. He abandoned me. I must be terrible." They, they don't actually understand that if you got abandoned by a narcissist, you're actually in a better place than you thought you were, because it meant that he couldn't get something from you. So, you know, it's it, it, well, it, right. sometimes that's exactly right. So the, the 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 abandonment, the abandonment, Sorry, I'll say that again. The abandonment is actually a blessing in disguise. If he's walking away from you, you're you're in a better place than you thought. So you know you're well, you're actually maintaining right. and some the integrity. Cause that
0: other thing. If that's one of your gaps, one of your really weak links, fear of abandonment, that used to work heaps well. Well, he always thought but it was mine count, too, and he then he I chased yes. after him.
1: Yep. But what what happens when you don't? They they just they they do not know what to do then. So no, in well, and it depends
0: what other sources of supply they've got set up as well. Because you know he needs this
1: Of course, you're not
0: providing yeah. it if your boundary is there. So and if he can't get it from you, and you're actually trying, you know, starting to get in him into a corner with dropping false self and being accountable and having humility oh, God, no way, I'd rather go out and hit some other NS than play this game. Exactly,
1: yeah, 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 something is a lot easier than this, yeah.
0: Yeah, where I can either be adored and revered and told how wonderful I am or I can have somebody broken and an absolute mess on the floor that makes me feel like I'm a god, one or the other. hmm
1: yep, yep, as long as they feel like they're in control of it.
0: And they're getting omniponence or they're getting, aren't you amazing? You know, I can feed your false self about my fantasy about, you know, I'm the best lover or I'm the most incredible businessman or I've got the most knowledge about this or I'm a creative genius or, you know, any of that sort of stuff. The grandiose mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But yeah. That's why you can't play boundaries with a narcissist because even if you get them spot on right... He's just gonna abandon yep. you and go to other narcissistic supply.
1: And what's That's the right. point so of that? The, yep. So And that, then
0: what's the point I of mean, that being, you know, at home, not contacted for a day, a week, a month, a year, whatever, until he's low on supply, comes around and tries to get it again and if he can't get it goes back to, you know, whatever other sources set up there for supply.
1: Yep, and, and acts like, and it's always the amazing thing, acts like nothing happened. <laughs> oh, oh, how are you today? Well, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and according to him, well, he doesn't even have, you know, how you felt or any any sort of even capacity to connect on that level, to understand how you mm. felt. You know, and it's actually not personal. The narcissist just does not have the capacity to do that. It doesn't exist, So all the narcissist is thinking is narcissistic supply, narcissistic supply, narcissistic supply. That's it.
1: Mm. That is it.
0: And it's a real distraction to have to even give you empathy or like acknowledge how you felt unless they can do one or two sentences which never actually feel real anyway. Hopefully you'll buy it and hand over supply again.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, gosh, we're really smacking people between the eyes today, aren't we, Nance? <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. It's it's just the same stuff that comes up again and again, though, that you see people asking the same questions all the time. I, I think, you know, this is, um, yeah, projection is 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 one of the huge ones. It's, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, I, and I guess even even as as you know, as when we get into that really bad place, that we we start doing the projecting because because it's all just so confusing that um, we can, like, like you said before, we start looking like the narcissists because we start playing the same game. Absolutely. But I suppose, Parents, you survival know, going through those... Yeah. But if you're going through those narcissistic checklists and thinking to yourself, oh, my God, that, might, that I might be the narcissist, the fact that you're even thinking that means you're not because the narcissist would read it and he wouldn't even care if that's what he does. Exactly. You would say, oh, well, you know, so, yeah, that's usually one of your clues that you're actually on the right side of the (laughs) fence.
0: Definitely, definitely. Or I might even think, oh, isn't this fantastic? People talk about this on the internet. That makes me feel really important, you know. (laughs) 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 I'm sure there's lots of narcissists that read narces in forums and think, isn't that awesome, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 look at funny that people get look,
1: so look. twisted out of shape about this I love it you know they do they, they, they I've actually seen like on, on forums where, where narcissists have commented like oh wow look at this they can't get you know like even oh she can't get over me that must be real love wow look at me aren't I wonderful and it's just sort of like
0: yeah wow
1: they, they, you know it's really how they do think I know, it's just astounding. It's just really, really
0: astounding. But anyway, yeah, look, we really hope this helps. And, um, yeah, next month, I think we're either going to do your suggestion. Next. We'll get to that or we're going to do, you know, um, I think about maybe. I'm, I want to do about the psychic vampire stuff and how they go after light. That could be good, too. So Oh,
1: we'll that could be good, I that. think.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think that could be good Because it's a real psychic phenomenon What goes on with narcissistic abuse So thank you for and listening in everybody And yeah, I'm sorry the chat room didn't get activated um, And I'm going to put the link up This year students, um on Facebook For people that want to you know, Pass it on to other people That could help them So thanks Nance for joining today It's always a wonderful
1: field To work together, I love it Yep, nice, no, good yeah, Thanks all the listeners for listening again
0: and uh, we'll see you next month. Yeah, fantastic.
1: Thanks, man. All right, bye, everybody, and have no, a great no day money. or a great evening. Lots of love. Bye bye. All right. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>